How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Hey, hi, hello. How are you? <laughs> that's that's a lot. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm deflecting. How are you? Doing well? Good? Okay. One hundred percent counter. <laughs> it's <laughs> perfect parry on the how you doing. <laughs> How's your day going? No, you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Did you find everything you were looking for? No, you. Um, I I guess I didn't find what I was looking for. You're right. Your minimum wage job is unfortunately shitty. I'm sorry about that. I hope life <laughs> works out better for you in the future. Oh, yeah, man. I'm I mean, looking... I'll just I'll say yes at the cash register. So, yeah, that's that's the safer bet. I like. Yeah, I mean, if possible, if it's not a busy day, it's not terrible. I think to interact sometimes with cashiers or people in checkout and see like just be a little extra friendly you know a little more sociable sociable um but if there's any measure of busyness just like let them get on their day they are trying to be a business professional and they've got to get through the list um so that's life that we're starting with the life advice i guess god damn i also like the part where you uh they say hello to you and you kind of stand up on your tippy toes and look around the whole store and you're like, how many people are there? Okay. I'm doing fine. How are you? <laughs> Weather's right. crazy today, right? <laughs> or uh, we don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My favorite is if someone asks how I'm doing and you really just got to move it along. You're just like, um, you're not privy to that information. <laughs> and then just turn around and leave. <laughs> I've, I don't know. If like having the balls is the right term, I've never had the gusto to say that because I think that would be like funny as no. like a thing. But like to a stranger who doesn't know me, not, I'm no. going to come off like a complete asshole uh, for that interaction. And then I'll probably see them in like two weeks when I go for groceries again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd feel bad. But man, that would be funny. <laughs> it's like the we're second, not that close. <laughs> if they don't remember the second time, I mean, they probably would with an interaction that weird. You're just like, um, I've just come back from the privy. And you just like, you just find other ways to insert the word privy into all of your responses. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a very popular way to describe restroom in the US, though. No. I was also trying to think of more like, this is like a privy privacy mm-hmm. type joke. Privacy. But it's... privacy. <laughs> ah, privacy. Yeah. That's how they say yeah. in the UK. It's true. The uke. <laughs> As, As we, we call, call it. Uke. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where we're going with this. Yeah. I'm like, do I mention more like grocery store anecdotes? Mm-hmm. Do I um, again bring up the robot that's now at all giant stores? There's a robot at giant stores? Yeah. I mean, maybe not every single one, but... It has like a silly name, like Sam or something. I thought that was the Walmart thing. Somebody heard this and has immediately corrected me while listening. But it has googly eyes and its whole purpose is like to detect spills. And I think it can clean some basic things up. Oh. But if it's like a cup of water, it'll just notify whoever is working. Like, hey, so there's some shit here. It's kind of a super Roomba type situation. Yes, but it's more just a very tall Roomba versus a very effective Roomba. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'm just imagining the the circumstance. I mean, obviously, depending on the uh, the liquid it identifies, 
it's just like listing out the chemical composition and then it's just like human blood <laughs> like, hmm. don't worry no one needs to know <laughs> do not panic okay the robot is marty ah okay had to look for my own posterity hmm no, I've never seen that, but it's been a while since I went to to Giant. It's my closest one, but I prefer going to Wegmans because I, it has self checkout, and I value that um, over you know a shorter trip. I will drive an extra ten minutes and not have to talk to people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so our our, our last trip, obviously, we use Trader Joe's a lot. Um, that's pretty freaking great (laughs) it's 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 hard to beat that it's like nice people uh if it's possible like not crazy they'll you know help you bag or will bag and they'll thank us for bagging and it's like that's a pretty good that's a pretty good environment um wegman's also here (laughs) you know what you're welcome (laughs) uh wegman's also helps with bagging but definitely the place i'm least happy with is um no no self-checkout whatsoever got to get hit with a credit card spiel um i would go anywhere to avoid that (laughs) when they say hey it's gonna prompt you if you want to donate to a charity i'm like are we having this interaction right now (laughs) (laughs) you you know where my finger is you know what button i'm pressing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maintain eye contact Where where you decline the charge? It's just like uh, one hundred fifty dollars for groceries or whatever. <laughs> Maintain eye contact. Not accepted. <laughs> you instead the donate cart. the bill to charity that exact amount, but then you don't pay the bill for the groceries. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they'd appreciate that or not. Um, do you ever feel like when you're in a grocery store, particularly like some of the large ones, for a bigger trip? And maybe this is mostly when you're like with other people, maybe family. But you get uh, your day's walking exercise. <laughs> Getting the eyes. Do I do I answer honestly or do I let him lead in? <laughs> Anyways, now, walking. Phone. <laughs> yeah, not an actual question. I mean, yes, in a like a Sam's Club or a Costco, mm, I've definitely Costco. felt like it's a lot of walking. I've gotten some exercise in, yeah. but I wish there was a way where I could kind of get that experience. But not have to physically do it. Yeah. Pans to black and white of me walking through a store. <laughs> you ever hate walking? <laughs> yes. <laughs> My man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anyways, walking simulators. It's what we've titled this episode. Um, I don't even know if starting out, if we have a great grasp on what that necessarily means. But we hope that together... With you, dear listener, by the end, we will understand uh, the topic that we have decided to use for this week's episode. <laughs> that's right, everybody. You're along for the stroll. <laughs> oh, that's good. I get that. If you if you are in the process of strolling, are you a stroller? I'm more of a high stroller myself. At least that's uh, what my my friends tell me. Right, I'm a bit of a high stroller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My friends just tell me I'm high strung. <laughs> yeah. No, they don't. Nobody says that. That, that We just call that a whale tail, Jake. Mm-hmm. That would be a weird thing to tell somebody. Be like, you're kind of high strung. Be like, how do you take that? 
there's not a there's not a good way to take that. It's like pull up your pants, your your thong <laughs> showing. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, walking simulators, I guess no one would title their own game a walking simulator, I suspect, unless they're being like massively self-aware or just a joke joke, I suppose. Cause I don't know if you could do you think that this is a real genre? We're getting we're getting meta tonight, folks. <laughs> so I think it is an attribute you can give something. I don't know if I define it as an entire genre mm-hmm. because looking on Steam and looking through my library, like the only singular example I can think of, haven't played, so I could be a little bit off base. Maybe two. Firewatch and Dear Esther. Yeah. If a guy on the street said to me, walking simulators, I'm like, sure, stranger, I'll, I'll chat with you. I think that meets the constraints because it's you're kind of just walking through a story. Right. And there's not many elements beyond that as far as combat, puzzles, other game mechanics. It's primarily just kind of walking through the story as it's happening. Right. But we have other things here like the Amnesia games. Soma, anything by like, I think it's Frictional Studios, mm-hmm. where obviously you're walking around, but there's a story and there's puzzles and there's other things you have to do. So I guess our current question is, does that break from walking simulators or is that just a subset of it? Right. Like how many actual mechanics other than hold W do you need before your game is no longer like a walking simulator? Well, I mean, I would say any FPS immediately is discounted Mm -hmm. because it's it's all about the gunplay and tactics of where you're positioned. Right. Yes, you do have to walk or run to move there, holding the W key, but no one's going to say it's a walking simulator. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel there's like a correlation between a walking simulator and something that's more story-driven or more like experiencing a movie through a game. Right, right. It's like, I feel like you could, uh, to the point of the movie, um, it might be it might be middle ground. I feel there are, there are some walking simulators that are basically they could be movies, and it's like you just want to portray a certain experience, and going through that experience linearly is, for some reason or another, better accomplished through an interactive means instead of just, you know, an animation or something like that. Um, but I think the other factor, the other factor going into classifying walking simulators is the time spent in transit versus um, versus the time spent doing other interactions. So like uh, take Death Stranding, for instance. I know you played. I have not. Um, there's $18. All... Just saying. <laughs> I, I, I did buy it. I did buy it. I do own it now. Um, the uh, perception, at least, my perception, correct me if I'm wrong, is that you do spend a lot of time going from place to place. Um, and that might be why some people it's classified as a walking simulator on steam or it's tagged as such, which we can, you know, disagree with perhaps, but um, it's because there's a lot of time spent in transit. It's like, you're not spending a bunch of time in hyper engaging gameplay. Yeah. That's something I have to like concede immediately because each mission is essentially go from point A to point B carry packages. Um, I don't know if you always have to take everything in one trip, 
mm-hmm. but like when you start out you don't have access to any tech you don't have any vehicles uh the terrain's going to be shitty so you might have like a rope you might have a ladder to like ford a very small river or stream mm-hmm. but it's primarily just walking and making sure your shit's balanced you're not dropping and damaging your packages right and then later on you do get access to like building some roads building some bridges uh, having a car or a bike which definitely helps um, but primarily it's still the transportation there's not right. really puzzles or anything like that there are some boss fights for some reason um, <laughs> you have occasionally to have boss fights. Yeah. it's it's a kojima game um, and like there will be some mobs that will attack you that you like can have weapons or a defense for but again it's more kind of like a secondary hazard right something to kind of to mix it up a little bit vary up the gameplay between a and b it's like we want people to walk people didn't get bored of that what else do we need Um, right black goo that will attack you and drag you away i mean it sounds it sounds bad if portrayed like that but i mean the difference between you know that one criteria i was setting out and just being like a lot of downtime moving between point a and b and like an open world game like most open world games aren't considered walking simulators unless there's like really not much to do between a and b um and most games i think give you something there so i would at the very least split off something like death stranding from narrative walking sims or games where they're trying to put you through a very guided experience. Well, I'm going to ask guided versus what? Because I think a lot of video games are guided experiences. It's true. Not something that's more open-ended RPG, but like something else we have on the list here. Again, very similar to how Amnesia's done. would be like Tacoma Mm -hmm. or Soma or other things that rhyme with that. Right. Um, <laughs> they're all in the same family oma games that's that's the subgenre. <laughs> oma games sounds like an old meme but gone home uh, right there german um, yeah but like each of those like you are going through the story and you'll be gated by a monster that's trying to kill you and you have to like hide and be sneaky beaky yeah or you might have to do some simple puzzles collect a key card something here and there that fits within the narrative to drive the story forward but really it's just to keep you engaged. Yeah. Like the mm-hmm. whole thing is very much that guided experience of here's your situation. Here's how the story goes. Here's how it resolves. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot on our list of potential walking simulators that I feel like could meet that criteria. There's some overlap here with emotional games, which I know we have had an episode on in the past. It's been a while now. Um, but specifically, like a, t- a type of walking simulator game can use the walking to help pace out the emotional beats. I think like, like furry. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> well, fury. Well, literally. Yes. Actually, fury is a great example. You thought I was memeing, son. I came <laughs> with notes. Uh, so unless you have notes on the side, this is actually off the top of your head, which is even more impressive, but like fury is bu- broken out into um largely just two phases usually like a boss fight might have multiple phases but there's boss fight 
And then there's the cooldown period where you're moving from one boss to the next. And that's essentially the entire game. And so you could say it's like a significant part could be walking simulator, right? But those are very intentional beats. Um, Walking from one boss fight to the, the other. That's where a lot of the exposition happens. It's where you have some time for introspection. You get to listen to the cool music. All important. And you um, just get to hold forward. Or if you try and move the, the D-stick as you're transitioning between scenes, you'll walk into walls a lot. You didn't <laughs> just hold forward. Yeah. Um, but it's 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 not bad, honestly. It's, it's important pacing. Even games that are like heavy in action can usually uh, vary it up uh, purposefully. Like Ghost of, we were literally talking Ghost of Tsushima. Similar deal, right? Well, so first off, I want to say that I, I don't personally classify Fury as a walking simulator. No, I wouldn't either. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say it has that aspect. It's... I mean, they could have made it like a cutscene instead of you traveling between, and that would be fine as well. I don't think you'd really lose much. Mm-hmm. They just chose to have you pushing forward. Which I think very like subconsciously pushes the narrative of like you are choosing to do this versus yeah. just I'm along for the stroll. I use it again. Mm-hmm. Um, We're back. <laughs> and just being like, oh, I'm just playing along through the game. It's like, no, you are the character doing this, which right. I think helps again on like a very minor level. And I would, I would also with say that. with Tsushima. Again, like it's an open world. You have to travel. So. I don't know if I'd consider that like it's just a it's a mode of transportation like you could walk you could ride a horse you could fast travel probably should ride a horse or fast travel those are the better options fast travel your horse (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't classify either I was comparing it more to um an active versus passive emotional beat so it's like here's a time for you to relax take a little bit little easy regain your reflexes you'll need them for combat later potentially you know it's not just constant high intensity fight 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 um and i mean that's our that's our middle ground i guess for what i think you could consider some walking simulators is they have a lot more downtime perhaps where you're just kind of passively taking in information instead of actively engaging in the world. And if it's entirely passive, it's literally just like a meditation simulator, I guess, where you just walk around for, you know, a graphical demo of something. Um, Then it's like a true walking simulator, but there's not that many of those. Right. And that's, again, where like the line gets a little bit blurry for me because also on Steam's list, they had abduction Mm-hmm. which is i think made by the same people who did mist mm-hmm. and mist at least back in the day was like a point and click puzzle adventure um, right that's because they couldn't figure out how to like move cameras around at that point in time but i would still consider that a puzzle game and just you're not flying around your character is a, a person so you walk so i think that's just the means of transportation in game mm-hmm because you're not really exploring a lot unless you're like, hey, I need to figure out how to open this thing. What pieces do I have available to me to figure that out? Right. So that's really why you're kind of exploring to a degree. 
So I guess like, yeah, the, the, the fewer other engaging mechanics, you mentioned puzzle from mist, like the fewer other genres that you're overlapping, the more, the more pure, the more concentrated the walking simulator might be. Um, Cause I also wouldn't agree. I wouldn't consider mist, you know, a walking simulator. If I recall correctly, you can quick click quickly between areas to end up where you need to be. Yeah, it was um, basically the original uh, Google Maps when you dropped the little guy. In. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, that's, that's how it. the cameras worked for that. Yeah. Um, but to some games that I think, like, there's a lot on our list that we could definitely categorize. We talked a little bit about Soma, which I think is, at its core, a narrative game. But, you know, perhaps a walking simulator and that you're moving from area to area. But it's okay, I think, to reduce the inputs because you're essentially reducing the inputs required and you're having people focus more with their with their noggin and with their eyes and perhaps their ears to like what the game is portraying. And that's 100% Soma, right? It's about perception and reality and identity. And it would be kind of tough to get the same impact if they were oversaturating everything is like a first person shooter right like you drop isaac clark into soma and he'll be like i will solve the problem <laughs> i have i have my plasma cutter let's go <laughs> he actually just fixes the station <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah i'd have to agree with that a lot of things just work better for narrative games if it is a slower pace mm-hmm. and i don't think having a walking simulator as like an attribute in it diminishes it really in any way it's more so it makes it more accessible let's say you're somebody who like i really enjoy video games but man do i suck at them i'm not gonna Uh play a dark souls i'm not gonna play a shooter i'm not gonna beat anything i just want to be along for the experience and enjoy it i want the story and the fun to like be able to share with other people right okay something like this is perfect because it's a low barrier entry you just have to explore and pay attention to story yeah so i think that works yeah you mentioned the low barrier and another facet that a lot of games that qualify as walking simulators have in common is like either really limited lose conditions or literally no loss conditions so there's like potentially no way to get a game over um like uh firewatch is on our list i played that and that's entirely there just to play with your emotions for like a distant communicator. Somebody, the only person you're talking to across this period of time, walking around, checking things out, very slow, very deliberate. It's entirely just to like draw you to this other person. Um, and there's, as far as I can remember, no lose condition. I don't think you can throw yourself into the fire and, and, and die. Um, I don't even remember if there actually was a fire, but uh, that's that's the other aspect, right? They're they're pulling back some of these mechanics, some of the difficulty, so they can focus on concentrated narrative experience. Yeah, imagine trying to do that if you were like slide dashing and with like right. Destiny 2's <laughs> mechanics. And I would be if I could. So they that's wisely the thing, removed like, it. The reason they'll put stuff in, like that in like a hub world or something so you can like dick around while you're idling waiting for stuff mm-hmm. because it's it's engaging 
in the same way, like if you're playing Overwatch and you're attacking, you're in that room, you have things you can interact and break. You break so, so much. People stuff. are just like hitting every stuff, hitting everything, uh, throwing up stickers and sprays, um, doing emotes. Yeah. It's just a minute that you're there, but just you're not like sitting there awkwardly, like, is the defense set up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, for a bit more the era of TF2. <laughs> yeah. Well, and TF2 eventually, like, they, they have some things like that too. Sprays obviously came from TF2. Um, they added like the emotes, the conga line, things like that, which make the most sense. Yes, it's funny to do it in the middle of a match, but it also makes more sense in setup. <laughs> um, even the original mechanic like the medic medigun charges twice as fast when you're in spawn it was yes it was balancing to make sure that you had a meta charge at the start of the match but it's you don't start out at 100 percent charge which they also just could have done right like if you started at the beginning of the game um so it's it's all the factors like that to just make you do something keep you busy um and i mean particularly i'm not a psychologist but like or social psychologist. Um, but if you've got something where you, like a condition or something like that, where you need to stay busy, where something has to keep you interested, perhaps having a video game where like literally walking around and looking at whatever you want to look at would be more engaging than watching a playthrough of the same thing or watching a show of the same thing, you know? I'm not in quietly in agreement. Yeah. Cause I am not also, I'm also not a social psychologist. Or a psychologist. Mm-hmm. It's like in MMOs, if we're talking a lot of times, I'll just be jumping around the terrain. Like, find a thing, parkour. Doesn't matter what the MMO is. Doesn't matter what the jump button actually does. Parkour. It's like a required downtime activity if we're not doing anything or jumping around doing something. Um, Real talk, Elden Ring. Yep. <laughs> parkour. <laughs> you give me the ability to jump after all these years, I'm jumping on everything. I'm going to mm-hmm. toadstool bosses. Let's go. <laughs> the, the people people there'll be an invader following your footsteps and they're like this doesn't make any sense <laughs> it's just like up <laughs> castle walls and things like that jumping off ledges they look straight up and they see i'm using the fall guys cheat from years ago <laughs> you can't fall yeah. so something that's that, just um, guys <laughs> just guys do you want to mm-hmm. play guys later mm, <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> so something that i have on here that I would mm-hmm. definitely not classify as a walking simulator, but is a narrative experience I thought was interesting. Yeah. I just wanted to get some of your thoughts on it. Sure. The game is called Before Your Eyes. Okay. Have I told you about this off? I don't believe so. Okay. So basically the concept is you have to set up your webcam so it can see your eyes are open or not. Right. So as you're going through the game, if your eyes are open, it will show you like a scene through like a part of your life as that character and you can like look around a little bit to kind of remove some of the fog to get more of a picture of the scene that you're in right but as soon as you blink it will go to the next scene gotcha the whole purpose is to have you engaged to not like blink through because like you're going to lose those moments of your life because it's like it's gone in a blink essentially right that's a really cool gimmick it is it is really cool um so I really like that as far as a narrative thing because you literally can't move in the game at all. Mm-hmm. So it's very much not a walking simulator, which is why I put it on the list for some reason. But mm-hmm. I really like that as another angle of engagement for a narrative story. Yeah. 
I think that this is this is a this is a smart inclusion because this is the core of what walking simulators actually are, right? It's all about focusing in on a few senses, removing a lot of the fluff, removing other mechanics that could complicate the situation, removing difficulty in some cases. And what you're describing before your eyes sounds like just another embodiment of that. Yes, maybe it does not have the walking aspect, so it's just simulator, I guess. <laughs> but um, it's still, you know, sensory narrative experience, which is, I believe is core to walking simulator. Now I'm wondering if we could... Anything with VR. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like they have games of VR, and you kind of like click to blink to locations. All right, yeah, teleport. I know they have certain setups where you can like kind of like strap you into like a treadmill, stationary, but you actually are walking. Oh, wa- an actual walking simulator. But walking as therapy simulator would be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> rehab after you broke your leg simulator. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's just rehab. <laughs> That's all it is. Um. How many I did points have. Did you get in rehab today? Ooh, a lot of points. <laughs> a lot of points. Extra, extra points. And gold on the leaderboard. <laughs> right. I'm, abs- most. I'm absolutely destroying <laughs> everybody else in rehab. <laughs> we go back to the third, the group therapy session a week. Someone to laugh at a uh, tiny Tim who hasn't made any progress, seemingly at all. <laughs> loser, you're a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's one that's not on the list, but. I think it's interesting. This is probably the one I would say we have most exposure with. We had an episode on it. The Stanley Parable. I'm just hearing the the narrator's voice say, Stanley, Stanley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, it entirely is. There's, I can't even say there's puzzle mechanics. There's Uh just different routes you can take for the story, but it is narrative driven. Uh, and you're only walking. Yeah. You might press a button, but it doesn't do anything really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the closest thing this game comes to diverging from walking simulator is where there was that like continue to press button to, I guess it was stop a baby from falling into a fire or something like that. And there is some absurd achievement for doing it for a very long time. I think it's like an hour. Yeah, the game hates you. Like Stanley Parable just hates the people that play it, but in a hilarious way. Or the achievement for not actually playing the game for like five years or whatever it was. I I don't think I have that because I occasionally get the itch at like the three year mark. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's a really good game, and uh, I just you forget about again. it, right? Forget about the achievement. No, that's actually like a a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I think like, and you, you touched on this, but so many walking simulators are actually, and I, I, I said this, uh, linear in nature. I like how you're like, you, you talked about this, but I said this. <laughs> well, you talked about the choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was talking about how it was linear earlier. And most of them are, but they don't have to be. Like you could have a fully fleshed out walking simulator with a lot of choices, as long as those choices aren't really diverging into separate mechanics it's literally just where do you want to go in reaction to the situation and stanley is 100 percent that it's literally red door blue door here we go (laughs) would you then 
would you then qualify life is strange see that's when it gets that's when it gets interesting because like life is strange is kind of and in games like that like the telltale games they're expansions off of like the visual novel yeah I think genre it's, kind it's of. leaning more kind of like a choices matter yeah because if we go to the more recent example of uh wolf among us there's not a whole lot of walking and exploration yeah it's fairly linear of like you're at this location what things do you want to click on yeah the game actually wouldn't have been any worse if it was more like mist or something where you could just like click buttons on the side of the screen to switch between scenes like point of view in a crime scene be like look at the front of the room look at the side of the room look at the other side it wouldn't have changed anything about the it would game. it would just basically be king's quest <laughs> yes um, yeah exactly which i think is where these all originated everything's a bit of a king's quest clone let's be honest yeah yeah, yeah right king's quest king's failed it's all it's all the same um, but yeah i think this is this is interesting because this is very much taking the walking out of it uh you know similarly uh, to the previous games but it's it still is at its core you know focused certain sensory input for uh usually an emotional or storytelling experience in this case literally reading you know (laughs) in a lot of narrative games Hmm. i feel like it's such like a gray a gray topic like there's one person at home who's listening the one person at home who's listening Mm-hmm. who is like pulling their hair out they're like why have they not mentioned ring fit adventure the only true walking simulator <laughs> right yeah even though it has combat and cardio get out of here uh-huh yeah nothing with cardio <laughs> can be a walking simulator that's just walking um and other exercises <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah i think like those narrative games they can Honestly, sometimes they use walking even to dilute the experience a little bit. Like the game would be shorter if you didn't have to walk around and pick up clues and things like that. Yeah, it's like, why do we even pay these level designers? Yeah, exactly. No, it's it's definitely used as a, I don't want to say gimmick, because that, again, seems to like diminish what it is. Mm-hmm. It's used as a tool in many things. It right. just, in certain cases, it's more prevalent. But like now I'm even considering Senua, right? Mm-hmm. Senua is very much you go and explore. You occasionally have to do like some simple puzzles, um, some combat, but it's interspersed. Uh, typically, you're literally just walking around and yeah. trying to get over some obstacles and dealing with some mental issues as you go. Like the game starts as a kayaking simulator, I think, before long before becoming a walking simulator. Um, God of War? Oh no, no, sorry, Senua, Senua, yeah, yeah, Senua, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same universe, actually, but yeah. <laughs> the crossover. Get ready for it in God of War Four. Ah uh, yes, look at my Norse. My Norse is amazing. <laughs> That's good. Okay, that was that was actually good. Uh, everything else was trash by comparison. Okay, I'm glad you got that one. Now, um, yeah, I think Senua. See, it feels like Walking Simulator is an insult, right? Like that's that's why we're defensive about 
having games that we like well, it's having like, walking simulator tagged on it's like early access or some other things it's it brings up skepticism right at least it's, it, it's like why am i spending time walking around doing nothing that's the impression when you see like walking simulator tag and like for senua specifically i'm actually going to compare this against like the worst example in a second like terrible example but like senua the reason there's these walking segments is because she's going through her you know psychosis or multiple personality i can't remember exactly what her uh, theoretical condition was but um like listening to the other voices in her head maybe there's a little bit more walking than was necessary in the game, but it's also like a fleshed out 3d world with, you know, interesting terrain and things to explore. And at some point you cross over from just being like, we're just padding things out by having you walk around to be like, there's a world here and we spent time making it. And we would like, if you saw it, you know, like, I don't think that's evil, you know, no, definitely not. And the other part of that, to bring back a point I made, uh, later on in the game, you have there's, you're like in hell or a hellscape, and it's like Hellblade, Jim Henson. Yeah. Oh yeah, Hellblade. <laughs> I can never remember the name of that. <laughs> it's almost like a Jim Henson level of like there's all these arms and faces sticking out mm-hmm. of the walls and ground, and they hold you back, and yeah. you actually have to push through, which is again I'm talking about like that part of the gameplay is like you interacting to push through. Yeah. It could be a cutscene, but there's less value in a cutscene. in the same way with going back to blanket on it. Wolfenstein. Okay. Um, interesting. Right. There's a choice you have to make. <laughs> I think in Wolfenstein one, we're like, which character dies? Yes. Uh huh. And you making the choice has you more engaged. Instead of just like, oh, this thing happened. Yeah. And I don't know. I like anything that involves the actual player to do something versus just watching it in a cutscene. Yeah. Especially if that cutscene is unskippable. Monster Hunter, you can suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, I think um, like having player initiative is important, even if it's it's better if it's real right true choices matter more um obviously telltale what are you saying about bioshock jake huh <laughs> right i mean bioshock some of them had choices um there's a few choices to make in each of them i don't know if infinite did by definition i can't remember if infinite did but i'm not going to go into infinite spoilers <laughs> on this random episode um but it's still like like you said, moving forward itself is a choice. It is you're it's all about from the game developer's perspective, building a relationship between the person behind the controller or keyboard or mouse, whatever, behind the screen and the, the character that's designed there in the screen. And part of that is just time spent together, right? Like you'll care more about Senua for having gone through her entire ordeal, her entire experience. And if it was just like a bar- boss rush with cutscenes in between, there would be no space to develop that relationship. It's like it's the quiet moments as well as the um, the intense struggles that 
get you more attached to the character by the end. And I think like that we're, you know, dwelling on the positive, positive aspects of, you know, games that may have that walking simulator tag, but this is walking simulator done right. Um, I did want to come back to my terrible example, which is not Senua, but it made me think of it. Um, so in Batman games, <laughs> there's a uh, there's literally this infamous um, uh, voice piece. Basically, you put your hand up to the side of your head. You start walking slowly. The camera kind of zooms in. So Batman's taking up more of the screen. You lose access to all of your abilities and you talk to Alfred or Oracle or whoever. Um, and if for this brief moment, the game becomes a walking simulator. Um, because you can't do anything. You're literally just here until the dialogue plays out. And it's so you don't encounter a borderland situation where like you're running forward and like tripping over all of these other triggers and dialogue and things like that. But it's also stupid. It's also like it's anti-fun. Um, and that's what I would file under taking the aspects, the strict elements of walking simulators and making them bad, removing control. Instead of trying to like rehash everything you said or trying to like add on to it, I'm just going to make a light joke. Anti-fun is why I don't trust liberals. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I think you do need to actually have engagement because I can't think of a single walking simulator example uh, where there's not like a heavy narrative tie, right? Because like basically, what what strolls you forward, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, why should you give a shit about literally moving forward in a game at a a slower pace than running and jumping and dashing and shooting, right? That's a question game developers 100% need to be able to answer. <laughs> like, why should anyone care? is an important question to ask whenever you're introducing something to your game. I mean, it has to be fun or it has to be engaging. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're lucky, you have both. Yeah. But there are definitely games where it's just, this is shits and giggles and nothing else. And then there are games where I'm emotionally tied to something. And then there's some examples like Minecraft where like my brain just shuts off and I'm like, I'm going to beat (laughs) that shit out of some trees. (laughs) Rest but in that's peace more forest. of a <laughs> literally every game I play at deforest. I'm like, I'm gonna build <laughs> one giant tower, <laughs> shaped like a dong. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a pacing thing mainly. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think like so. A lot of the walking simulators I've played, they are. I don't want to retread old ground too much here, but coming off of visual novel type games, coming off of point and click adventure games uh if they were made in olden times that's what they would have been right like um uh, another one i played is vanishing of ethan carter and it's a natural expansion of just a mystery game it's just like there are questions and the game is moving you forward you know the the walking part could have been completely removed but it is a walking simulator because of the time spent walking between areas um and it's the only reason to keep playing is those questions. Why should I be playing this? Like, why am I interested? And the questions are, <laughs> who is Ethan Carter? And why did he vanish? And et cetera, et cetera, until you get to the end. Um, and I think 
that, you know, there can be different reasons to have somebody hold forward to hold the W key. Uh, but finding that reason and making sure one exists is absolutely essential. I agree with you, but I have to ask, what is your opinion on the vanishing of Ethan Carter? It was all right. <laughs> okay. It wasn't it wasn't super, super great. Did you play through the entire thing? Yep. Ah, okay. I did not enjoy that game at all. <laughs> I thought it was bad. It, to me, it was the equivalent of, you know, those uh, giant billboards on the highway where mm-hmm. it'll have it'll be for like some car dealership but it'll be something really vague like i hate steven singer or like what did jim do and you're like who's jim and then you have to like look it up on the website and it's like uh, oh yeah. jim sells cars right and like that's the whole thing and you're like oh it's now it's, that my question's been answered i'm very unfulfilled it's irl clickbait <laughs> yep and that's what that game was for me um yeah i don't know what it was in particular but i was very much just not engaged at least for fair. that example I think it's fair. I can't remember a lot of the plot details, which is maybe a sign. Well, my memory is not that great in the first place, so maybe it's not a sign of anything. But um, I completed it. That's props to the game. It's not the type of game that I usually play, but it, I also don't recall that much from it. That's props against the game because <laughs> it probably wasn't that memorable. Um, but something that is memorable, and I would say is probably like the start of, if I had to make a list, this is going to be like the first on the list. Okay. Don't look at my actual list. Gone home. Okay. I think is the first entry in my historical memory of a walking simulator that I played that was kind of definitively that in its truest form. Right. It's very much going through a narrative story, uh, trying to make progression, figure out the mystery of a little bit about what's going on. And you don't really have a lot of context. You just kind of come home and you're exploring the house and you're getting the story Uh, delivered to you as you are exploring and walking around and it was just a good game but like i hadn't played anything else like it It was very much its own set of pacing yeah yeah this is it's very much again it would have been kind of in the mist adventure adventure genre where you're like click to go to different rooms it could have been that game Mm -hmm. um but while i'm almost 100% sure I didn't actually look to see if this had the walking simulator tag. I assume it does. Um, It has very little walking compared to some of the others. Like this is a girl in a house essentially, right? Like I can't remember this. I don't think this game is honestly that long. It's mostly just finding out what's going on. Um, I think it was two-ish hours. Yeah. I think it was crazy. That's not long at all by like actual game standards you consider like a first person shooter runs you like 11 hours for single player campaign or something like that um jrpgs are infinite hours and other games are (laughs) somewhere in between um like that's that that's almost nothing so this is not you could not really make the argument even if it is a walking simulator that the walking is used to pad out the experience because two hours means that there was no padded out experience, right? That, that like, was the experience. That's that's a movie. But I think like this might be one of the perfect examples of a walking simulator because the pacing matches the experience, right? Like if you could just click between rooms really rapidly, like super rapidly, you would have no time to digest 
the newspaper clipping you just read or the letter or anything like that. It does actually help to have like a little bit of time to reflect. It's just develop finding out the balance between encouraging the player to think about what you're putting in front of them and also not like holding them back, like putting the baby gate up. And you're like, have you, have you paid attention? Yeah, you paying attention? You're paying, okay, you know, okay, now you can go. Like Ethan Carter was outside for a lot of it. And it was literally just like walking across the landscape. And that's potentially too much time to think about what's going on. There this wasn't just much to think about. <laughs> the landscape yeah. was not pretty from what I recall. Yeah. But yeah, I think anything with a, an uncovering story is a good route that is really serviceable for that medium. I, if you heard me typing a minute ago, I was, cause I was looking at Mandalore's channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, something he, the show Mandalore. I would love him to be. <laughs> that guy is so cool. Um, <laughs> but he did a review on no one lives under the lighthouse. Did you watch that oh, one? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like an old PS one type graphics game where uh, you get, brought to a lighthouse and you have to take care of the lighthouse so you'll explore the island you'll refill the fuel and some other stuff a story unfolds there a much darker mystery type thing but very much it is paced of like you are killing time to walk around yeah and Mm -hmm. it's it's done just for that pace so you appreciate it and then you get more terrified by like it's becoming nighttime i don't want to have to deal with this yeah the obviously nothing that lives under the the, the lighthouse yeah i don't know why they're so specific they weren't like (laughs) hey nobody died in your apartment when i rented it (laughs) weird thing to say up front Uh uh-huh also important important to clarify i'm gonna next time i move i'm gonna ask that nobody died here right right (laughs) and they say not yet i'm like hmm that's an important question to ask that's why i always open with it no one's died here yet right Always a good opening. <laughs> Is this place fresh for a kill? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I just thought about another aspect of why I hated the Batman example. Um, it's because you can't take a game that's not a walking simulator with a bunch of mobility and options and the ability to just move at your own pace. You couldn't take Mirror's Edge, for instance, and then be like, shut up, slow down. You're going to be moving at a walking pace through all of this and expect people to be happy because they're there to move quickly. In a walking simulator or a game that has that tag, usually that's mutually exclusive with fast-paced action, right? <laughs> like You would not expect to see both of those on the same game. Yeah, and I did consider for the list, but I would say, no, it's a running simulator, you dumb piece of shit. Like, uh-huh. The whole thing is literally free running. Oh, Mirror's Edge. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's nothing paced about it. And then, like, when things do slow down, it literally is like a cutscene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, again, it's fine. It's a lovely game. I highly recommend it. Just the first one. I don't remember it too being... um, (laughs) Catalyst, yeah. But... Yeah, no, it's... I don't know. I feel like... For how vague this is, Uh I feel like we keep like rehashing the same ground or we say something very, very out there. And people are like, well, how does that connect? Yeah. 
it's part of like we've covered like a couple i don't know if we've focused too much on genres i think we've done first person shooters in general but like walking simulator as a tag because this is more of a tag than a genre this is literally just a steam tag you can sort games by um it represents a pace and a feel for games a lot of times more than anything else like and also a subtle dig right like i don't know how do you how do you think that i really uh, think it depends like this is something that we're never going to have an episode on because i don't think it's worth it but i think i told you like a year or so ago i played a game called rhyme mm -hmm. and it is adventure puzzle exploration atmospheric those all check out you could throw a walking simulator on that as well right i think it still fits um i don't think it takes away from that like there's some more verticality in this than something that would just be like just walking but i still think it fits but it is very much a slower paced i want to say narrative but you don't really get any clues about the story until like the very end right but i, think I mean you were looking on steam and you said that a new world was marked yeah. as a yeah, walking that's, simulator that's obviously meant to just be a poke i mean like i think they're positivity rating has gone down like they've had a lot of issues post-launch and it shouldn't really surprise anybody um it's the company's first mmo as far as i know it's you know amazon just using money to push something into reality instead of i i think they literally changed a game to be new world it wasn't even originally supposed to be like that but um there's so much busy work even though like yes there is a lot of travel in the game you're probably doing a lot of things between point a and point b i can understand why the walking simulator tags there and discontent is what it's expressed that's kind of led to the question i was going to have like if you were a game developer and you made a game and you published it to steam and it became Mm -hmm. you, you can't turn off tags unfortunately users can suggest tags for games and the most popular ones show up and walking simulator was one of those tags how would you feel i guess it would depend on what the game i made was but i think in a lot of cases quap (laughs) (laughs) that would be definitely a boon in that case (laughs) something under my belt but yeah it would definitely not be ideal for i would say 90 percent of games you could make right because even if it was narrative, I, I don't want that to be like a, oh, I'm looking for a walking simulator. This fits. Right. It's like, I want, oh, story rich. Story then, rich, yeah. If That's that was exactly like an extra thing of like atmospheric or paced. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Or great music. Yeah. Versus. Like, you have just, like just four tags. Shit. Right. You get like four visible tags, something like that on the front page. And so most of them are either descriptive like beneficial or it's it's usually just descriptive or beneficial <laughs> like i don't think there's a ripoff tag <laughs> i haven't seen that one yet but walking simulator takes but, I mean, one of those spots we, we really know what hentai means uh when, oh, it's, right, when yeah. it's tagged mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit of a ripoff of <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's a derivative and degenerate <laughs> That's, that, save that for review <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's tough to see it as a 
a boon when you have so many good tags that you'd you'd love to see there, right? Like imagine this on box a box cover, right? It's like IGN, four out of five stars, an excellent walking simulator. That's not the tag you're gonna take. Like that's not the, the subline. Yeah. It's like if it was truck driving simulator, I would want great truck driving simulator. Right. That's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Uh otherwise yeah, trying to like boil it down too much really like you can do that literally with anything if you mm-hmm. say like what's this podcast oh two people just talking about stuff it's a, it's a talking yeah, simulator it sounds like shit now but like if you break anything down to its raw pieces you can make it sound really shitty um so overall i still don't think walking simulator is necessarily a bad tag though mm-hmm. in the same way early access it does kind of give me that knee jerk of like ah, hmm you you know going into it that's maybe the difference maybe you would never want to see this if you're the developer but if you're the player seeing walking simulator show up as a tag on a game it's kind of informative it is yeah but again like if i'm looking for a game i'm not looking for something that's going to be walking simulator because my mind will jump to something more like gone home or firewatch and like right that's fine, but I'm not usually looking for that. I more so want something that's going to be atmospheric or paced, but have other right. elements, which would be something more like Hellblade, Sending with Sacrifice. Right. Friend of the show, Hellblade, Sending with Sacrifice. Or I guess just the, the game is a friend of the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, does, does that have Walking Simulator? That's my question. I don't think it will. This would be this would be the great injustice. I'm checking real quick. It do, doesn't. Do, 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 do. So here it is. Here, here's what Hellblade has: atmospheric, psychological, mm-hmm. story rich, and mytho- mythology. So you don't know. You don't necessarily get the pacing at all from that. Maybe it is pseudo walking simulator, but everything else there, none of them are saying like action, adventure. Ninja Theory's product here is clearly in the narrative space, you know, based off these tags. Um, and it's conveying that, you know, the pacing might not be crazy fast. It's not, it's not, uh, I was going to say Metal Gear Solid. That's a terrible example. It's not um, Devil May Cry, but uh, it also doesn't have like a semi negative tag here to potentially drive people away. I know we're very close on time. But do you want to see me chaotically pull at a thread? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you classify Outer Wilds? Okay. Oh, interesting. So exploration for sure. Mm-hmm. That has to be one of them. Uh, crap. Uh, what are three other words for exploration? Um, sci-fi or world building or something to that extent. I'll give um, you a space. Yeah. Uh, space is, is it just space the word space so far exploration space space okay gotcha um, I'm imagining open world or free uh, untethered something like that I guess explore kind of associates adventure adventure okay all right related um, are you trying to figure anything out in this game <laughs> yeah I guess uh, puzzle or mystery yep those are the other two <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and that's you spend a tremendous amount of time walking in this game. 
You also fly a ship sometimes. <laughs> Those so, are the two modes of transportation. A lot of the ones that are here on like this Steam list or on adjacent pages. So like I just clicked Amnesia Rebirth, which mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to because I mean that series is kind of I don't know what the fuck it's good. What's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But even <laughs> its top tags here don't have Walking Simulator, even though it's on the list in Steam. That's true. So, so it is. If you think tagged, our definition is fuzzy. Get the fuck out of here. Everybody's definition is fuzzy. Yeah. So it's a suggested tag or it's a tag that is on the game, but it's not one of their top four. Yeah. In this case. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Rebirth mostly positive on Steam right now. So like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a solid criteria where it's like, hey, here you go. Walking simulator. Here's your walking simulator tag. You can't return it. Just put that on your body. So we all know. Um I assume that's how it works in Steam. <laughs> they just tell you. <laughs> it's like um, when you Google like one specific thing and then you find a web page that has like every word in the English dictionary on it. It's like, what well, has the thing you were looking You're for? Right. Technically. <laughs> like, Google's this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely definitely I would say a yellow flag. Um if I see it pop up on a game. And like you said, unless I'm explicitly looking for that type of pace, that type of experience, I'm questioning why there is not a different fourth tag that uh, is as popular. Why is one of the core things about your game (laughs) the fact that you walk a lot, (laughs) you know, potentially (laughs) a factor. Um, But you got to you got to weigh them one by one, you know, see what the. uh, because again, I was thinking about I was thinking about Death Stranding. I was like, I know it has so many other things. It could have so many other tags. It could it could have four tags for just weird Kojima <laughs> like like <laughs> tags like that, and it you know may be more appropriate. But the public's perception of Death Stranding is like a lot of walking, though, right? Tag walking simulator, right? <laughs> Maybe it's a hive mind thing. It is, yeah. But I would say that if you guys have any ideas for our small hive mind, more of an archon than anything else, uh, you could send those in to soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you could join the Facebook hive mind, wouldn't recommend it, at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. And not as always, in this one specific instance, have a happy Thanksgiving. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>